HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Many people in our food community have been seriously impacted by Superstorm Sandy, and our hearts go out to them. At HRN, we've been covering these stories since the storm hit. To learn more, visit our website at www.heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit hearstranch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby, broadcast live to the cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network. Hello. You are listening to Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network, but you're not listening to Ann Saxelby this week. I'm Diane Stemple, and I'm subbing for her for a couple of weeks while she's on maternity leave. If you miss the live broadcast, you can always find us on heritageradionetwork.org, or you can get it on iTunes and Stitcher. Today's guest is Aaron Foster from Murray's Cheese, and we're going to be discussing the effect of Hurricane Sandy on New York's cheese community, which, of course, seems a little bit trivial compared to some of the severe suffering others have experienced, but to us cheeseheads, it's interesting nonetheless. Aaron, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me, Diane. You're very welcome. I want to tell you a little bit about Aaron for our audience. He works at Murray's Cheese. He's been in the cheese business for 10 years. He has a very interesting food credential in that he was in the inaugural class of Slow Foods University of Gastron- Gastronomic, gastronomic, gastronomic think, Sciences, yeah. or in Italian? Università di Scienze Gastronomiche. Sounds much more impressive. And he also, uh, in college, studied philosophy and literature at the small yet prestigious St. John's College in Annapolis, Maryland. Anyway, so I'm welcoming him. He is um, was very involved in taking care of the cheese emergency at Murray's. And I'd like to ask you, Aaron, can you tell me exactly what happened at Murray's in the storm? Sure, absolutely. And uh, definitely, I know that a lot of people are still without power, and a lot of people have lost a lot 
uh, or even uh, their homes and, and loved ones. So we're definitely thinking of them and, and hoping that everybody gets back on their feet soon. It's been, uh, it's been a crazy storm. I don't think the city will ever quite be the same, but uh, we're thinking of them. Um, so yeah, the storm was, was wild. Um, it sort of came in pretty, um, pretty quietly. I don't think any of us expected what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly after the last hurricane we had last year, uh, Hurricane Irene, uh, they had shut down the subways, and that meant that we had to shut down work, and, and nobody went in. It was hard for anybody to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turned out that things went relatively benignly during that storm. No power loss. There was a little flooding, but nothing uh, that the MTA couldn't handle. Um, so when this storm, came, this storm came around, people were certainly talking about it. They were already calling it a super storm, but um, we didn't really know what to expect. So... We took some preparations in advance. We made sure that we had pumps running uh, in case we had water backing up. Um, so I don't know if you know, at Murray's Cheese, at our Bleecker Street store, we have a cheesecase below the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got five temperature and humidity controlled cheese caves, and those caves are obviously below street level. So we're always worried that we, we've never really had uh, serious flooding down there, but we're always worried when you hear a hurricane is coming, a super storm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to make sure that things are right. squared away. So we had pumps set up and um, generators there to run the pumps in case we lost power. We were we were pretty, I would say we were over, we thought we were well prepared or over prepared. Okay. Did you prepare more for Sandy than Irene? <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Um, I think Irene, we, we really didn't understand. It was the first time that they had preemptively shut the subway down. Mm-hmm. We, we did have pumps running and... We'd had a couple of rainstorms running up to that point. If you remember, the the uh, the ground was really saturated at that point. We'd gotten a lot of rain, so we'd already seen some limited flooding from just normal rainstorms. So we were we were well prepared, I think, for Irene. But we we took it seriously this time. Mm-hmm. We had we had the generators. We had everything we needed. We had the pumps in place. Mm-hmm. Did you have any specific written emergency plans for flood or power loss? Yeah, we have a sort of SOS list. Um, if we're anticipating a power loss or, or we're experiencing power loss, we do have some emergency power that before everything goes down. Mm-hmm. The way that the refrigeration works, um, there's coolant flowing through the system. There are all sorts of things that you need to drain and, and check and sort of cut off and set before you lose power completely so that you can turn on refrigeration, turn everything back on when you regain power and hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, you need to, There's it becomes a much more onerous process. Because mm-hmm. blackouts have happened more often than floods. Right, exactly. We had the blackout. Um, we weren't in that location at the time, but we had the blackout uh, in, I think it was 2003, mm-hmm. um, the New York City blackout, but that didn't last quite as long. Um, we've had issues from time to time, but uh, we've never had anything quite like this had did you have to prepare in both both stores there's one in grand central and on Bleecker street and at the warehouse yeah so um that's a good point so we've got we've got a restaurant we have murray's cheese bar we also have and that's also on Bleecker street we've got the shop in grand central um we have our warehouse in long island city um so we, we made different preparations in different places um our warehouse in long island city is relatively high up i mean it's it's on a large foundation up off the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we weren't anticipating too much, too many issues there. We've never had any flooding. Um, there aren't a lot of trees around. Um, so we weren't really anticipating power loss or anything like that. Um, Grand Central is generally fairly well protected. Um, if they lost power, we, would, uh, we, we wouldn't really have a lot of options there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no risk of flooding. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, What's and the quantity of cheese compared to Bleecker? At Grand Central or yeah. at the warehouse? Well, we've got, I mean, across the whole system, let's say, mm-hmm. it's a good number of tons of cheese. <laughs> it's a lot of cheese. Right, I'm um, sure. Well, when we... But is there much less at Grand Central, at least? There is much less at Grand Central. Grand Central doesn't have a lot of storage space, so mm-hmm. we're, we're constantly sort of um, refilling, resupplying, replenishing them. Mm-hmm. Um, the most of our, the, the bulk of our stock is at the, the warehouse and uh, at the Bleecker Street store where we have the caves. Mm-hmm. And the warehouse is fairly new, so you're actually It is. Lucky. This was a sort of test run. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the story, but uh, oh, okay. we found out exactly how many cheeses, how many pallets of cheese we had at Bleecker. It turned out it was quite a few. <laughs> okay, so, so on to what ha- okay, actually Okay, so happened. the storm rolls in. Um, yeah. I actually uh, rolled in sort of, they shut down the subways on Sunday evening, so we closed the store early to allow our staff to get home. Um, on Monday, the store was closed, the warehouse was closed. I live very close to the warehouse in Greenpoint, so I went in to check up on things, and our, our store manager decided he would tough it out and uh, actually drove his car in from from uh, Queens to Bleecker Street to just, just stay there in case anything dramatic happened. Wow. Um, That's not recommended. Is no, it? no, it's not, uh, not at all. But, but you weren't in an evacuation zone. No, I was in my. Uh, neither the warehouse nor the shop were in an evacuation mm-hmm. zone. The warehouse, I believe, is in zone B officially. Mm-hmm. Um, zone A, I think, was mandatory evacuation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the storm comes in. It's Monday. It's very windy. I think, if you remember, um, it wasn't very rainy. No, it was um, a bit disappointing in the it, rain department. It was. It was. Uh, I'm just. I'm glad it wasn't as rainy. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to. I actually decided to go into work, even though I, I didn't really have to. Um, we also do a lot of importing in addition to our domestic cheese. So uh, Monday happened to coincide. That Monday of the storm was the same day that the major holiday orders were due from uh, abroad. So France doesn't shut down just because our subways don't work, and, right. and we definitely had to get some stuff in there. Um, so I got to work probably around two o'clock on Monday afternoon to the warehouse and Steve is at, at uh, our, our store manager is, um, at the Bleecker Street store. And things started to pick up. There was some rain, there was some wind. We had heard about some flooding. Um, there was some power flickering, um, but it was still relatively calm. And, uh, I, I got a call from time is passing, uh, uh, and I, I, time sort of got away from me. I was placing orders and working, listening to music. Uh, had the whole, I had free reign of the place. Um, and uh, our, our general manager, who had been watching the security cameras because uh, he likes to make sure everything is, is, is just buttoned down, um, called me and said, there's water uh, lapping against the back doors of the warehouse. Um, you should really go home. You should get out of there. Oh, he well, he wasn't there. He was yeah. He was offside. He was at home. Oh, okay. So he was able Watching to log in home. exactly. Okay. Was that Frankie? That was Frankie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Frankie Good Malik. old Frankie. Hello to Frankie. <laughs> so he, uh, I, I, that's that surprised me because I had seen it. It gotten dark and windy, but um, mm-hmm. that's about it. I went and peeked outside, and it was a river. Um, and this is on Borden Avenue in Long Island City. It was a river out back, and I peeked out of the front, and the Newton Creek had risen. At that point, around twenty feet. Oh my god! Um, and it started to ah! overflow. The, the the you were not expecting this. No, I had no no idea that this had, had happened. Had you biked? Um, I had walked oh, that okay. morning. Okay, thinking walking was safer than biking. Um, yeah, I didn't want to bike in the wind. It's hard. Okay, okay. <laughs> it just didn't seem that that dire. And then mm-hmm. when I'd seen how, I mean, it, literally twenty feet, it had risen from. Uh, normal levels above and started to overflow its banks. So I had I, I got out of there very quickly around 7.45 p.m. And it turned out later when we were able to watch the cameras slowly 
uh, click off one by one when they started to get flooded. Um, there were five feet of water outside the front door of the warehouse within just a, another hour. Wow. Um, so at, at the same time at the store... And this is a safe place. This is a safe place. It's relatively high. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not anticipate this at all. So I left and I had to, had to wade through uh, waist-deep water uh, to get home about a half mile on the other side of the, the Greenpoint Bridge. Um, and it was, it was pretty awful. Were you scared for your life? Um, I probably I mean, should have been. people do get killed that Yes, way. I mean, I had heard a lot of, you read these horrible yeah. stories in the New York Times. and Swept uh, away. Well, swept away or just electrocuted, I think. I, you know, I had, I had no idea. I'll, I'll give you some pictures. Maybe you can post them on the website. But uh, it was it was unreal. You were taking pictures with your phone I as was. this was yes. going on. I, what else? What, <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's, just to document your it's death. what people do now. <laughs> um, so the end, your of course. phone would have been lost. Though. That's true. At the same time, the... Uh, the, you could see the, the transformer explode across the water. So the entire sky lit up. Oh, was, right. Uh, yes, that's what, about that time. And so at the, the same time that I was wading through Newton Creek, and I'm sure I'm irradiated and, and uh, going to die soon, mm-hmm. but uh, it is a super fund. You'll have to get a checkup. <laughs> I, I should get a checkup, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the same time, I guess they lost power uh, at the Bleecker Street store. So uh, Steve ran through his checklist, and uh, we, we had no idea how serious it was at that point. I don't think anybody did. Um, and made sure that the refrigeration was in a state where it could be reactivated once we got power back. And he camped out there for a while. He walked over to the to, to the Hudson River to sort of see where it was at, and he started to see it washing over and flooding the uh, West Side Highway very deeply and mm-hmm. decided to go back to the store because it looked like water might even potentially get to the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's... <laughs> wow. Pretty, pretty unbelievable. Wow. So you went home and... I went home. You uh, were safe and showered. sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure. At that point, I didn't realize how, badly, how bad the flooding had gotten at the warehouse. I learned mm-hmm. later that the water, which was at street level when I left, had risen another four or five feet uh, up almost to our, our floor of the warehouse. It had flooded. It did end up flooding the basement and filling, filling the entire basement of the warehouse with water. Mm-hmm where our electrical circuits are, um, and shorted out. We have three-phase power there, so it shorted out two of the three phases. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back on Tuesday morning, and you could walk in and smell that sort of shorted out electrical, mm-hmm. ozone melted plastic smell. This is what people have said to me over and over, that the hurricane just expanded our concept of what bad things can happen. Yes. That we had no idea what flood and electricity was capable of doing absolutely Um, Um, but i think at this point we should take a break and we'll move on to the next day that's pre-storm and we can follow up with post-storm afterwards okay thanks you're listening to i get by by Dead Stars on HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
ranch grass-fed beef Pasture raised on 150,000 acres in Central California Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, free-range, sustainably produced, humane Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, the authentic flavor of the American West Welcome back. I'm Diane Stemple, and you're listening to Cutting the Curd on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And we're about to hear about the day after the storm from Aaron Foster from Murray's Cheese. Well, uh, thanks for having me again. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we left off uh, the evening of the storm, and uh, the power had gone out at Bleecker. It had gone out, um, uh, we learned later, at the warehouse, at least not 100%, but... 66% of our power went out. Um, and now it's Tuesday morning. Uh, Steve, our, our store manager, finally went home. Uh, I did find his comforter and pillow at the store. He had planned, he had considered staying when it looked like the water wasn't going to actually come and flood. And we didn't experience any flooding, just the power loss. He knew we could go home and hopefully, we hoped, 12 hours later, we'd get power back. and. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't really skip a beat. Things would stay cold. Um, that turned out not to happen. <laughs> the power outage was a bit longer than we expected. Um, so on Tuesday, I, I took a ride with uh, Adam Moskowitz, who owns the, the Larkin Cold Storage Warehouse in Long Island City. Um, we both were very concerned early on Tuesday morning about our warehouses, so, and they're just really around the corner from each other. So mm-hmm. we took a ride over. We stopped by mine first. Um, we saw that the power was... Mostly out, the compressors in our refrigerators weren't running, um, the lights were sort of flickering on and off, which was very sort of confusing. We weren't sure exactly electrically what, what was going on, but we could smell that burnt plastic ozone electric smell, which, mm-hmm. which told me something was shorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, we went over to Larkin after that, and it seemed like everything was fine. We also saw that the water had gotten so high that it had deformed and so heavy and forceful that it had deformed our back gates, our loading bay gates. And deformed? Just, as if a car had driven into them. Wow. Um, so they were just knocked in and bent in. Um, and so you could tell that it was the water had gotten very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, later we were able to review the security camera footage, and within an hour of me leaving, the water had risen another four to five feet. Um, mm-hmm. So pretty unreal how fast it happened. Um, so... On Tuesday, uh, Tuesday afternoon, we were able to reach sort of through phone chain. A lot of, of course, a lot of our staff was without power at this point. Um, we learned later that uh, some of our staff had very, very serious damage to their homes. Um, we have people whose homes had trees fall on them. We have a uh, person on our staff who lives in Long Beach, um, which was just terribly affected, and his house was badly, badly affected. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually staying in a hotel in the city until further notice until they can get their house cleaned up. And, wow. Um, a lot of people had some serious, serious problems. But t- to their credit, um, almost all of our staff came in. Um, anyone that could make it in by foot, by car, um, by bike, mm-hmm. um, they, they came from, uh, from almost every borough uh, to come help out at Bleecker Street. That's another thing I've heard from various people in the cheese industry, that people just had Herculean efforts to come save the cheese. Yeah, I mean, everyone was, that's funny, That's that's we, we sort of think of their, their efforts that way. Um, people came from, from everywhere, and, and they didn't even ask, they just, they knew that they, they had to save the cheese. Right, um, right. And, and we really, really appreciate that, and I think we, 
we didn't know later. Um, we still at that point didn't really know the extent of the devastation and mm-hmm. um, or how long it would last or how long it would last. But um, it did seem by Tuesday afternoon that uh, the refrigeration was going to be out long enough for us to need to move the cheese. Mm-hmm. So we had an all hands on deck. Um, everyone that could show up did show up. Um, I, I I drove our, our truck in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Long Island City. Had while. you driven the truck before? No, but uh, uh, <laughs> I'm much better at it now. Luckily, there wasn't too much traffic. Right, but there are no <laughs> lights either. No lights. It turns out that uh, New York traffic is much more benign with no lights than when <laughs> with lights. Um, so I drove our truck in, and uh, we, uh, because we had no power, we had very almost no lighting in the caves downstairs. They are caves. Right, um, right. So we, we ran our lights off the generator, um, we cracked a few beers, mm-hmm. and uh, we started wrapping up, just very diligently and carefully wrapping up all the cheeses in, in, in clean boxes and uh, palletized everything, and mm-hmm. we had something like 27 pallets by the by the time all was said and done. Now, for someone not in the industry, can you give sure. them a um, guess of how many well, pounds of cheese 27 pallets is? Oh, uh, we're probably talking about... Between f- probably between three and eight tons of cheese wow. and meats, you know, charcuterie right. things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were already resigned to losing our ice cream. I think we drank most of the ice cream. <laughs> um, it was already melted. It was already melted. Um, our fresh dairy was obviously gone. We mm-hmm. lost um, fresh meat, our prepared foods, things like that. Um, but honestly, the, the the swiftness with which our team reacted meant that uh, cheese wise, we lost very little. Um, it turned out that after all was said and done, we moved the cheese back. We we did end up losing a few things that were so fragile they just didn't take the did temperature shifts. Did you prioritize and leave some fresh cheeses behind? We, did, uh, we took well. We tried not to leave anything behind. We we weren't sure we would lose them, but we uh, we we didn't bother with the ice cream or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we went we approached the fresh cheese first. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Grab the fresh goat cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, grab the 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 sensitive um, soft ripened cheeses. Mm-hmm. The bloomy rinds. So you tried. Yes. Um, so we got we it took us probably twelve hours or so. Um, to get all of that cheese and all of the product at least at least 12 hours um, together and, and we prioritized the stuff that didn't need to be super cold um, mm-hmm. we prioritized that second and did the fresh cheese first like so we, the hearty big wheels exactly your parmigiano reggiano mm-hmm. your, you know your uplands pleasant ridge things like that your gruyeres your emmentalers things that are totally fine happy at room temperature we mm-hmm. uh, you know same thing with prosciuttos and things like that um, so we moved it back to we, so we palletized it, but because we were still working on getting full power at our warehouse, um, we moved it to Larkin. Um, mm-hmm. Adam very graciously uh, opened his warehouse to our, our 27 pallets. Um, <laughs> and he had room. And he had room. Mm-hmm. and Well, he made room. He was, mm-hmm. he was extraordinarily generous and helpful. He stayed up late. He, he let us in at 8 or 9 p.m. on one night, and then again early in the morning the next day. Um, and then we to, uh, to get power, we didn't want to overstay our welcome, so... We, we worked with some very creative electricians um, to actually drill through the hole, drill a hole through the wall to our neighbors at our warehouse mm-hmm. and run our compressors, run electricity directly from 
the their box, their electrical box. They had more power. They they had power. Their their boxes were above street level, and ours mm-hmm. were below. And mm-hmm. because ours were below, they got flooded. Mm-hmm. Um, so we moved. We ran our compressors directly from their boxes. So we had. So almost, then you could move your cheese back to the warehouse. Exactly. We had no lights <laughs> and very few computers and servers, um, but we did have refrigeration, okay. uh, and that's the important thing mm-hmm. because we also had another, oh, you know, probably close to twenty tons of product at the warehouse that we right. needed to take care of. Right, right. Um, well, Adam Moskowitz from Larkin is the one who coined the phrase that I thought should be the title for this show, which was, Nobody Abandoned the Cheese. <laughs> no cheese left behind. <laughs> I like that. Because <laughs> he seemed quite, you know, dedicated to helping as many people as he could save their cheese. Adam Adam is sort of the, the don of, of mm-hmm. the New York cheese community, and uh, he was very... Uh, just we're we're very very grateful to him for his help and for the small cheese shops lucy's way and beecher's cheese uh fma and brad dubay kind of stepped up and helped them save their cheese yes i'm I'm told brad was extraordinarily lucky uh he did not lose power he's in greenpoint um really on the walk right between my house and our warehouse Uh and uh, knowing how deep the water was up to my waist right just three blocks from him he said he was surrounded on all sides by high water right um, I guess his elevation was just high enough to mm-hmm. to keep him in power and keep him unflooded. So, well, he feels he's so near that power station that he's in oh, in, perhaps. in good stead. Ah, that that makes sense. That weird looking power right. station, that monstrosity that, there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so we were able to then move our cheese over to the from Larkin to our warehouse again once we got refrigeration restored, mm-hmm. um, and immediately began trying to take orders because we had customers above Thirty Fourth Street. Um, have you heard this this uh, this new neighborhood Sopo? No, south of Power. Um, <laughs> so we we had many many customers in Nopo um, uh-huh. that were were wanting, looking for, yes, wanting cheese. They were experiencing boom times, um, whereas uh, it was it well, was, their friends were coming for dinner from true. from Sopo. Yes, and it was uh, dark and desolate and dangerous uh, below below Power. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we worked very hard to to actually fulfill orders. Um, in a very manual way, but uh, get everybody cheese that we could. No um, internet. Uh, spotty internet, spotty computer power, no mm-hmm. servers. Our, our, all of our normal systems right. were out the window. I think that's another part people weren't prepared for, the, the, the devastation to communication. Yes, it made it very, very difficult. Email, phones, mm-hmm. servers, computers, things mm-hmm. that we take for granted, and I know that um, you know it shouldn't really... You shouldn't let a computer come between you and your cheese, but... <laughs> Um, when you know when you're trying to service a lot of different customers, when you're trying to get a lot of folks cheese um, uh, as expediently as possible, computers help. Right, and uh, and so we all rely on that's them. true. Um, but we we everyone everyone um, joined in and cut cheese, uh, delivered cheese. Uh, we we sent our our COO up to Connecticut for gas. Uh, he, with our truck, he mm-hmm. came back with a truck full of gas cans. Not very safe, but mm-hmm. um, that was a, uh, how we were able to continue to doing power business. Your, your exactly, truck. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and our and our generators and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just uh, just the other day, someone the someone must have called in a Con Ed emergency fire on our block. They came and couldn't find the fire, but we were able to cajole and convince them to stay and help us get full power to our warehouse, mm-hmm. which they were able to do. Great. They ran direct lines from the street into our basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to get full power back uh, much farther ahead than the three weeks they had initially told us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were start. Uh, we were able to conduct business again. 
when power was restored to Bleecker Street uh, on Sunday morning, um, this pa- was it this past the previous Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was an all hands on deck. You, we didn't have to to beg anyone or incentivize them or or, or strong arm them. Everyone was let's let's get back into it. We're, mm-hmm. We we want to we want to sell some cheese. We want to work. We want to work mm-hmm. exactly. We want um, things to go back to normal. Yes, uh, we're all struggling for for some semblance a of feeling normalcy. of exactly. Yeah. Um, it's not quite there yet, but we're almost mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, they they worked very hard to move the cheese again. This is now the third move. So from Bleecker <laughs> to uh, Larkin, from Larkin to Borden, and from Borden back to Bleecker, mm-hmm. um, and send back all of the cheese very back well there. Very well-traveled cheese you have. Yeah, and by, and by that's right. <laughs> it's traveled across the ocean and then <laughs> to every borough in New York City. Um, and by the end of, uh, really, it was maybe... Six hours um, from the time we got power, and then we opened the store at one p.m. and we had the store fully set again. We were missing ice cream and fresh mm-hmm. milk, but everything else was there. Great. Um, we had a great day. Um, it was really neat. I'm sure the customers were delighted to have you back. There was a line down the block. <laughs> there was as soon as we opened, they were there for their cheese. Yay, cheese! <laughs> yes, we need our fix. Well, cheese is very good in a hurricane because it doesn't go bad. It's true. You it's, know, it's you, relatively you want it stable. in your refrigerator. I subsisted on some, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, just to sum up, can you tell me what, either good or bad or one of both, what surprised you the most about this whole experience? Um, yeah, I think I think New York uh, definitely came together. Um, it's funny, everyone was supportive of one another. People were calling, checking in on neighbors, checking in on relatives. People were willing to... It was amazing how... how willing people were to say, you know what, there's there's a tree on my house, I don't have power, and we still have staff without power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna go in, and, and I know that we have this community, this work community, but this community that um, we're all a part of, and, and let's let's work to get it back up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I, a lot of our staff are volunteering um, in places that are really are more taking hardly a hit. hit hard, Red, more hard hit. Yes, Red mm-hmm. Hook, the Rockaways, mm-hmm. Long Beach, obviously. Um, uh, we've made a donation to the, the Food Bank of New York City, and we encourage um, everyone to make donations um, to the relief efforts or volunteer because there are people that are still without power. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are in really hard hit uh, Red Hook. Um, mm-hmm. And we've heard a lot of our partners are just really in trouble. So uh, we're trying to help them wherever we can, people that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our suppliers are still in, in deep, deep trouble. Yeah, depending on where you were and what happened. It, it can be a lot more devastating. Yes. Um, we were, I think, by and large, though we lost power and had a lot of work ahead of us, uh, we, it was relatively, um, relatively, I don't want to say benign, but uh, mm-hmm. we were impacted less than some. We you survived. survived. Right. Exactly. Right. You um, and the cheese. Yes. Um, so I know that, uh, I know that others didn't, didn't get out mm-hmm. quite so, so well, um, and we're, we're just pulling for them. Okay. Well, thank you very, very much. You're my first guest on Cutting the Curd as Anne's substitute. I wish you luck during your tenure. Thank you very much. Uh, Let me see. What am I supposed to say now? Uh, Okay, that's all the time we have. Great. Thanks for having me. And thank you. You can always find an archived episode of Cutting the Curd on heritageradionetwork.org and as a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Remember, if you have any questions for the program, you can call in live at 718-497-2128 or email us at info at heritageradionetwork.org. And I'll see you next week. Next week, I will be interviewing two or three of the newly minted certified cheese professionals on Cutting the Curd. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.